0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we chat with some really wonderful Catholic teenagers about topics that matter to them, matter to you, parents, who might be listening. So we invite you to listen in on our conversations, and um, we hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain wisdom and insight and um, maybe even the courage you need to have these conversations with your own Catholic teenagers. Today on our program, we're talking about modesty. And this is such a confusing topic for young people because I think sometimes young men and women don't even know what modesty looks like. It's not definitely not encouraged in our culture, um, and it's, it's just very confusing. So on this episode of Raising Saints, we're going to get both a young man's perspective and a young woman's perspective on modesty. So joining us today are three, as I said, wonderful Catholic teenagers. Why don't you tell us your name and where you go to school?
1: All right. I'm Mai, and I go to Dublin, Jerome. I'm Kira, and I go to Bishop Hartley.
2: I'm Zach, and I go to Tangi.
0: Great. Well, thank you all for being here. Um, I thought it'd be interesting to start out with your own definition
3: of modesty. How would you define that? I would say upholding the dignity of yourself and others around you.
0: Okay. Short and sweet.
3: Yeah, lots of room for
0: <laughs> interpretation and discussion. <laughs> Great. Okay, thanks, Kira. What about you, Mai? How would you define modesty?
1: Um, I really like how you said it, Kira. That's <laughs> that's a really good way to put it. I think, I mean, just kind of a little more abstract, but just keeping in mind how you know both your and other people, like other people's, not only dignity but who they are worth, and just kind of what what their mission is in this world, and what and what you can do to help that out.
0: Okay, so now let's get a guy's perspective. Zach, how would you define modesty?
2: Um, I think modesty is just dressing and speaking in a way um, that's not objectifying anyone or yourself. Okay.
0: Man, you guys like have these nutshell definitions. I love it. It's great. <laughs> it's a great place to start this conversation. I, I, I want to talk about why modesty matters. So now we've sort of defined it and we know what it is. But let's talk about why it matters. Um, there's a great clip That I found this is Leah Darrow. She was formerly a model. She was featured on America's Next Top Model. She had this huge, wonderful conversion experience where she just said, my life is not glorifying God, I have to do something other than model, you know, Mm -hmm. so. um, So this is an interview with Colleen Carroll Campbell. And we just want to listen to about what Leah Darrow says about why modesty matters.
3: And let's start with how we dress, because I think this is a tough issue uh, for for girls and young women. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, as much emphasis as there is in our culture on one's appearance and how you dress, we also hear a lot. Well, God doesn't care what I wear. Mm -hmm. You know, what what's important is chastity. You know, sort of thinking the right thoughts, doing the right things doesn't matter what I'm actually dressed in, because if I'm not doing something wrong, what does it matter what I look like? Uh, and another one, you know, you often hear, I think, from teenage girls especially, is, you know, hey, if a guy is having impure thoughts looking at me, that's his problem. And, and why do I have to dress differently because he's so weak? I mean, how do you respond to these kinds of things? Because I'm sure these are things you hear uh, when you're out speaking on, especially on the topic of modesty and fashion. Mm-hmm.
4: You know, I think just right off the bat, um, you know what, I agree. God doesn't probably care what we wear. He cares about our bodies, though and how we veil our bodies and how we dress our bodies, that that's something he is paying attention to. Mm. So he might not care what the label says or what the size says, absolutely. But he cares about our bodies because he created us and he thinks we're wonderfully made. Mm. And if he cares so much about our bodies, then we have to have a connection and we have to be honest with ourselves that we must veil our bodies in a way that shows our dignity. Fashion should make a statement because the clothing should make a statement, not because our body should be what makes the statement Mm. and what we're revealing with that. And I think a lot of young girls, because I know fashion is very sensitive, it's a very personal thing, it's a style, we have to be honest with this, fashion communicates to the world something about us. Mm. It tells us a little bit of who we are, what we believe, what we do. And if we dress in a way that shows our dignity, we're probably going to get reactions and, from people that will be in a dignified manner, mm. probably. But when I dress in a way that is immodest and provocative and say, well, I don't care what they think and it's their problem, then we're, we're just disconnecting ourselves from everybody else.
0: So again, that was Leah Darrow um, talking to Colleen Carol Campbell about modesty and why modesty matters. So I don't know. What are your reactions to that? Anything? Uh, yeah, Kira.
3: Go ahead. Um, there's this thing kind of going around all over Twitter right now, and it's just being retweeted by hundreds of thousands of people. And it's this thing, and these girls are putting up signs in school that say something along the lines of, well... It's not my problem that boys can't respect me if my shoulders are whatever or my um, cut on my shirt's lower, my shorts are short. But it actually is our problem. Um, it's our problem because we have a duty to uphold the dignity of our brothers in Christ. And um, they, just as men, are very visual people in the way that they are attracted to things And um, it is our responsibility to uphold them to the standard that they deserve to be held to. And not only that, but you attract the kind of people you dress like. And if you are dressing in a way not worthy of the call you have received, then you're not going to be attracting people that want to uphold you to this beautiful dignity that you have been given by your Lord.
1: I really like how you phrased it, uh, especially, I mean, that's spot on, I think so. Uh, Also, you know, the idea that, oh, it's not our problem. Of course it is your problem, because... More than anything, it's inconsiderate from a girl to do those things. I mean, I think about it from, a you know, from relationship standpoints. Like, think about it that way. You want to grow with a de- with another person, right? This is your whole mission is, you know, to better this person, to help them get to, to God as close as they can be, just like this person should be doing the same for you. And I think one of the best ways that you can do that to start with is just how you act how you dress, what you're doing within that relationship, whether it's, you know, just friends or just an actual like personal relationship, boyfriend or girlfriend. I think that that makes a huge difference because it's saying I respect you enough and I respect myself enough to say this is bigger than just, you know, what fashion is, what I'm supposed to, what other people are supposed to say. This has a greater mission and, and I'm supposed to uphold that and, and I think, I mean, yours is perfect. It just kind of <laughs> completes everything else. So awesome.
0: <laughs> so Zach, you know we want your Inside
2: on okay. Well, thank you. Um,
0: <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs>
2: um, well, I um, I picked out one key point in Leah Darrow's um, interview, and it was um, just like you dress the way like you want to be seen almost. Um, and I've actually been thinking about that a lot in school. You know, like what I wear kind of like pertains to like who I am as a person. Um so a way I like to evangelize is just wear simple like youth group T shirts and stuff like that. Um and I think it's a great and simple way just to show what you believe. Um just do something as simple as clothes. To um, define not, yourself. Yeah, yeah you're oh. not wearing anything that objectifies anything. You're wearing something that spreads a good message.
1: Yeah, why not give them a purpose, right? Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. So so what about the idea, Zach, that um it's not my problem if a guy can't control his thoughts if I'm wearing something provocative. Like, how do you, as a guy, how do you respond to that?
2: Yeah, so I think almost to a certain extent, like, guys should be accountable to their own actions, to their own sights, what they say and what they see. Um, But at the same time, a girl shouldn't be putting a guy in that situation to where they have to be looking at that and they have to be thinking those things. You know, if a guy's trying to live a pure and chaste life, then that's not really helping the cause. Um, it's kind of tearing them down from what they're trying to succeed in.
0: Later in this um, interview, she talks about uh, how when we dressed immodestly, we contribute to the breakdown of society. Do you, do you agree with that?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah? In what way? How does that contribute to the breakdown of society?
3: I think we're constantly holding ourselves to a lower standard when we do that. And I think society is almost making it harder for us girls to dress modestly um, and to speak modestly because I know in a lot of um, the mainstream music, uh, cursing is becoming more and more relevant in that. And dressing, I was like crying to my mom the other day when I got home from shopping. If you walk into most any store, it's almost impossible to be able to dress in a way worthy of the call you've received. And you just walk in and there's shorts that are far too short and shirts that are far too tight and short. And there's nothing to be left with mystery as far as your body goes. And that's just not fair. And I think sometimes you have to think about um, your future spouse and what they would want you to be dressing like and how they would want you to be acting um, and just kind of protecting yourselves for them.
1: And thinking about it, just, you know, kind of for, for, you know, you're saving yourself for your spouse and whatnot. But at the same time, thinking about it as what would he say? Or what would you know, she say in terms of what this is going to be theirs, this is I am going to give myself just both emotionally, physically, everything I'm giving myself to this person, like, why would I want to voice that first it's the exact same thing and i think in terms of the breakdown of society we're even making it harder for ourselves because when you just say oh i just want to fit in i just want to wear these because everyone wears them because it's supposed to look good not really like you're just making it harder for yourself to say you know you're doing one thing and then you're saying the opposite of you're saying i want to live this way but i'm dressing that way
0: Um, i also think it breaks contributes to the breakdown of society because we are constantly comparing ourselves to each other and second-guessing who we are, you know? Like, why do I compare myself to everybody else when I just compare myself to myself, you know? To what mm-hmm. my Lord expects of me, not what everybody else expects of me, you know? That's why habits are such a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no competition. <laughs> there's no, um, but do... So do girls... This question's for the girls. Do girls dress to impress guys or to impress other girls? Like, what's the psychology behind the way young women dress?
1: I think for the most part, I would, I don't know, just, I would say they dress a certain way because they want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel worthy enough that a boy will look at them kind of idea. I think one... One develops into the next one Um, more than just saying, oh, I want to impress the guy. I think it's more of an idea of saying, all right, if I can feel good about myself, then that is probably going to lead to other girls saying, oh, she's okay.'" And then that means the guy can actually look at me. So it's like we're even like setting like, you know, bars for ourselves that say, oh, if you don't reach this or if you don't do that, then you're not good enough. And I think we just tear ourselves down even more. Mm -hmm. And that's not that's not easy to do. So.
0: But how do girls want to be viewed by guys?
3: They want to be wanted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like physically
3: wanted? I think just all in all, emotionally, I think they just want to be
1: desired.
3: And I think that's something that um, we need to work on with our humility, but I think it's something that at the root of all persons we kind of desire to have.
1: Yeah, I think that that goes both ways. It's saying I, w- I want someone that wants me but at the same time understands why i am who how i am and why i do the things i do and it seems so contradictory because do girls want to be gawked at or do
0: girls want to be loved and can you be both can it be both
1: i just don't think all girls realize that they can be wanted in all aspects i think they just think i need to be wanted this way and this they is totally, what is valuable, my yeah, body right. and the, my the, the physical was, part. They're yeah. like, okay, that's that's what I'm. That's where you know the love needs to come yeah, from. And this is what I'm told. And they that. totally, yeah, and they totally disregard themselves about saying, wait, I need to love myself in this aspect. I need to be confident and strong enough, and you know, the emotional sense, the spiritual part, like so many other factors in their lives and who they are. They totally ignore that, and then they focus on really what it's not that important. So,
0: okay, so we have to throw this back to Zach. We have to. to. Um, Zach, you're like a hot commodity here in this conversation because (laughs) we want to know a man's perspective on this. Because I think we, as women, have totally skewed the perspective. Like we've made it up to be something that it's not. So shed some light, Zach. Do who are the girls that guys want to date? Who are the girls that guys want to marry? Are they the same girls? Is there a difference? Are you <laughs> my a perspective better.
2: or a typical guy's perspective? Uh, let
0: me hear both. Let's do both.
2: Um, so I guess a typical guy's perspective, they want to date the prettiest girls and um, all that, but they want to marry a good girl. I guess typical di- guys, at least in my high school, what I see is guys don't date um, with the intent of what dating is supposed to be, um, that you're dating to almost discern marriage with that woman you're dating um, it's just dating for fun or for popularity um the looks you get from dating
0: do do guys your age discern marriage at all like or 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 is it just like what are you talking about? I'm not even thinking about marriage. This is just about dating right a now. A lot of guys com-
2: I've talked to just do the, I'm not even thinking about marriage. I'm just thinking about like right here, right now. Okay. Like that's so far away. I'm in high school right now. So
0: they don't even um, care about who they're going to marry. Like that's not it. That's not something they contemplate at right. this point in their life. I think that's
2: something that's like even going on in their mind. Okay. Um, those wheels ha- aren't even turning yet.
0: Okay. So tell us your perspective
2: um, so- as, an a- <laughs>
0: as an atypical teenage male. Right,
2: The few, the proud.
4: <laughs> there you go. few, <laughs> the proud, the Catholic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead.
2: Um, so I guess what I look for in a girl, obviously I want her to be Catholic um, and I want to be able to base the relationship around God. Um, I want to be able to you know, be seen with that person like evangelizing and living out my faith and my relationship in the same way um, with that same person, help each other like grow in faith. Um, And I think that's the goal of a relationship ultimately. And I see more value in that than I do the alternative.
0: So, so necessarily a a young woman for you would have to be modest as well, because I think modesty is part of that whole process of growing in your relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Okay. So right,
2: modest is hottest.
0: Modest is hottest. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's really good. No, that. I haven't heard that. <laughs> really? I haven't heard that. Oh. oh my gosh! I guess no one's tweeted that. Um,
3: so on that.
0: Please tweet that. Get that. Get that. Get that out there in the world of social media. Um, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM eight twenty. I'm Katie Wyatt. And today we're talking about modesty. And We're here with Mai, Kira, and Zach. We're getting both a young man's perspective and a young woman's perspective on modesty. Um, I guess this is a question for the girls. I think, would you say most decent guys, decent guys, would say they want a girl who is modest and kind and morally upright and good and et cetera. But y- yes, you would say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But does that match your personal experience? Although you girls are both church girls. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. Like, okay, so if you're in school and got... Do guys feel like they're supposed to say, yeah, I want a nice girl. Uh, yeah, I only, I don't want to date a, uh, an easy girl. I don't want to date, you know, like... But then is what they say and what they do the same thing?
1: I think it's a process that, you know, takes a lot more than on both sides, what girls or guys think it's going to take. I think, you know, I want the nice girl. I want, you know, that she'll she'll keep me going the right way. If if, if that's, you know, her job to do, which I guess, you know, but at the same time, I, I don't think that they realize that it, it's a common effort. And it's something that comes from what they do and how they're reacting to each other. And I think I don't know that I think that that is kind of part of the relationship, kind of what Zach was saying about, you know, when you have God in the middle of the relationship, and when you're developing it that way, when you're seeing it with a greater purpose than just dating for popularity, or just dating because it's fun, or dating because oh we're teenagers, and we're wanting to experience things. I think when you look at it that way, you start getting into that process. And it's and it becomes so much more intriguing. And it becomes you know it's all about oh you know really what can i do for myself what can i do for this person that that will be better for them so i think they they see a little bit they get the idea of what they want but at the same time they don't i feel like it's not until you go through it that you realize how big it is and okay. how great it is how great you can make it so i think as far as that goes um
3: some it depends on the situation i think some boys are truly looking for um, a just woman. But I think some boys just say that. Mm -hmm. And they're literally being boys, not men. I think they're saying (laughs) that. um, And they say that, and maybe that makes a girl feel better about themselves, something of that nature. But then they go and do something completely different. And I think that's really sad to see.
0: Do you think that's intentional? Like, are they intentionally tricking girls? Or or do they think, this is really what I want, but... In reality, I don't have the control or I don't have Mm -hmm. the, I don't know.
1: I don't think it's always intentional. Mm -hmm. I I think if, you know, if they're genuinely looking for a nice, decent girl, whatever it is, you you know, it starts out one way. And when they do the opposite, they realize there's a lot of cultural and societal, like, you know, impact and pressure into Mm -hmm. it that they might not have discovered before because they've always lived through it. Uh, And it's not until they have to go through the experience themselves that they're like, okay, well, I should have thought about this a little bit more.
0: Um. let's talk about modesty in men and and zach you can answer girls you can answer whatever but how do you know i think there are real obvious ways that women present themselves immodestly mainly clothing um dancing is a big one now the way women dance but also the way men dance i mean (laughs) 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 they're partners in the in that whole epidemic really and i would consider that an epidemic but I don't know. What are other ways, Zach, that, that men present themselves immodestly?
2: Um, I think a big crave, like right now, is to be noticed as the biggest. Um, like
0: buffest, you like mean? Like buffest. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, or most buff. I don't know. What,
2: how <laughs> about, I don't know, a, know grammatically <laughs> <how you> think. <laughs> um, I think that's a big thing, especially in schools right now, as people, as uh, guys are just growing up, You know, they want to be noticed and they think the easiest way to do that is um, just go work out a ton. Um, And I think they kind of center everything around that.
0: Yeah. The big insult is, dude, do you even lift?
2: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs)
0: right. (laughs) That's a huge insult.
2: Um, And then also, um, once they get the one aspect of that, um, once they do start working, out, I think the way they present that um, to people. So like the shirts they wear that portray that.
0: Okay, to show okay. off their physique. Then, mm-hmm. I th- I what about you, girls? How do guys present themselves immodestly?
1: I think the language part. Ooh, yeah, yes, that's a big one. Um, and it's kind of sad to watch it, you know, get worse throughout the years, where they you know, the line that meant respect between guys and girls, and just them saying, "Okay, well, maybe I talk like this with my friends, but you know, when girls are around, you." I have to, you know, tone it down and not say this or that. I think that that line of respect for each other has just totally almost erased and it's kind of sad because that even forces the girls to have to say all right, I need to tolerate this, then the girls say, all right, then it's okay if I act like this, which I personally don't think it's attractive if a girl is talking like that. Um, Not to a guy, regardless of how he talks or not. I don't think that becomes attractive to him. But then for a girl, it's not attractive to have a guy who's talking like that in front of you all the time, because that's just saying, I don't care at all, whether I disrespect or not.
0: It also makes you feel unsafe. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does.
1: It does. And even, you know, and even if it's here and there, whatever it is, okay, sometimes it happens. But just the idea that it constantly becomes their vocabulary, like right. that that's where you're like, it, no, it, it really is. It's uncomfortable. It just makes you feel like it's rude, you know? Right. right.
0: Why don't you respect me more? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think it's utterly repulsive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to be very frank. Just, yeah. yeah. It, no. Um. Yeah. Other wigs boys are modest. I think um, sometimes the way they dress um, or even just, yeah, the way they dress, pants on the ground, whatever, Mm -hmm. cut out shirts, you know, that whole thing, um, in addition to vocabulary. But um, I think sometimes in their thoughts, modesty in their thoughts is a really big thing. And I think that if you don't have modesty in your thoughts – then it's just going to progress with modesty that we kind of see on the outside that we've been talking about for most of the show. But I think when they have this modesty in their thoughts, um, just towards um, just the dignity of a person, whether it's other men or other women, um, and their peers and their superiors, I think that it can really um, develop them as a person, but also teach them so much in the way that they respect and treat people. That's-
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. just to add really quick to that kind of the thought part of it is just how they carry themselves around pretty much anybody, whether it's an adult or just girls or other mm-hmm. guys, you know, like making all these sexual comments all the time because they think it's funny. It's not funny. <laughs> <At all. laughs> it's not right. funny.
0: Um, Zach, when men do that, is that an insecurity or is that just a thing? Like, is that just how men think? And I how- think it's
2: almost just like men say it because they want to fit in. Okay. Um. I don't really know about if it's, like, because they feel insecure. Um, I think it's just they feel that this is what everyone else says and does, and if I want to feel accepted, then this is what I have to say and do, and this is how I have to act, and this is how I have to live um, to have friends and to fit in.
0: So it's a weird cycle, like a weird cycle of cultural pressure, like... Guys feeling like they have to fit in, so they have to act a certain way, say say certain things, use certain language, blah blah blah, and then girls trying to like,
3: fit
0: I think adapt. To that. Yeah, adapt.
1: I think, to for that, example, yeah. a lot of things that I've heard, you know, with the whole sexual comments, I hear a lot of guys is, well, maybe I'm just really comfortable with my sexuality. I'm like, <laughs> whatever.
4: <laughs> okay, You're a kid, uh, No, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, it's just it, it's repulsive. It, it really is so disrespectful, and and just i think it's so much more attractive and it says so much more about you and who you are if you know the lines when it's when I'm around a girl how do i act when i'm you know around an adult what do i do and it's just little things i'm not saying change your personality at all mm-hmm. because you want to be the same person around all people right, right. but but it's the idea of how do i you know talk to people and carry myself, that makes a huge difference. And that's a lot of the modesty included. In we
0: did not even get time. I wanted to talk about a parent's role in a, instilling a sense of modesty. In their, we're totally out of time, so you guys are going to have to come back. We're going to <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have to pick up where we left off on this, but I thought it would be appropriate to close with a Hail Mary as we remember that Mary is the model of modesty and purity. So, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full All of the grace. grace, the, the Lord grace is with me. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com.